it's really important to remember that someone else's urgency isn't actually your urgency. It doesn't need to be for us, that it's up to us to put boundaries on our time and not get caught up in their emergency. Being busy doesn't actually get you a long way. And in the essence of being efficient, the first thing it is, is takes comes back to planning. So if you can plan your time blocking, it's a great start. And then add in what's a priority so that it doesn't become urgent as well. So you can actually stick to your plan. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley. And today I have asked my husband, Leon Flitton, to join us for this episode. We're going to talk about effective time management and focus. And we want to share some of the things that we do in our business because we need to make sure that we use our time well and focus because we have multiple businesses. So Leon, welcome and thanks for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me back. Well, you know. I kind of like having you around. <laughs> Lucky for me. <laughs> Lucky for both of us. <laughs> so we are going to discuss time management and being focused because what we've noticed in our time is that sometimes we're more effective and sometimes we're less effective. We're not robots. We're humans having a human experience. And a lot of what we're going to talk about, we have experimented with some of the things we haven't implemented and had not so good results. <laughs> but I think that we want to share this conversation because hopefully it will help other people because we see a lot of the people around us, our clients, other people that are in our world, some are achieving really great things and some are really struggling just to, you know, to get things done. Yet at the same time, we've also noticed that these people aren't sitting back and doing nothing nine times out of 10, they're just like busy being busy all day, but just not seeing the results of the work that they're putting in. Yeah. And I just want to say before we get too far into it, that not everyone's in the same boat. Mm. You not might not be like a Richard Branson when you just you know, lived for entrepreneurship. Let's look at like a single mom though. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of responsibilities in their plate and they're trying to be a single mom and run a business. They're not quite going to have the same kind of time spread that someone like a note for all Richard Branson is going to have. Absolutely. Not saying they're lazy at all. They're 100% not lazy at all. No. But different challenges. Absolutely. And I'm really glad you mentioned that because this is not about sort of having anyone feel shame about not being able to get done what they want to do. We wanted to have this discussion to help people have the most focus and be able to use some effective time management strategies in whatever time that they have. Because like you say, some people have more time than others. You know, those memes where it says, you know, we've all got 24 hours in the day and, you know, if Richard Branson can do it, why can't you? Well, (laughs) we don't all have the same opportunities and nannies and home help and CEOs in our business. So, you know, our situations are all different. Yeah, yeah, they are totally different. So 
having poor time management and lack of focus, like let's talk about some of the ways that they can manifest in business. Because I think that we need to have a look at the symptoms first before we can start to reverse engineer it and think, oh, maybe things aren't going as well as we thought. So what are some of the things or what is one of the things that you see manifesting in people's businesses? I think the number one thing that I see is probably that I feel like that they're not getting like the results that they should be getting. But I feel like it's they're not getting, for example, not getting like leads and clients coming through. So they're not filling their funnel, that kind of thing. So I think that's, you know, we're in a business to grow the business and it's not growing. So mm. that's probably one of the first things that I see there. Absolutely. Could not agree more. With. <laughs> I don't think I've ever spoken to a business owner that, you know, that doesn't say, oh, I would love to, I'd love more leads and clients. So yeah, I definitely see that. Probably the second thing, and I mentioned it already, is people that are just like busy, 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 you know, working 12, 14 hours a day, but getting to the end of the day and not having anything really tangible to show for it. I see that and it breaks my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that I worry about and I see in a lot of people is burning out. Mm. And I know that's that term is thrown around a lot, mm. but it's I'm sure it's real. Oh, it's definitely real. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think it might manifest itself in other ways. You might say, oh, you burnt out like you're tired, but what are you feeling with those, you know, being burnt out? So, you know, lack of purpose, you know, obviously you're just exhausted because you've been mm -hmm. working too much. But in other ways, you know, it can be like showing up and making poor decisions. And in probably the worst case, you know, actually walking away from the business. So people just quit because they get burnt out. But could that have been prevented you know, somehow, you know? So mm. how could they have stopped the burnout? Yeah. You know, and what could they have done differently? Absolutely. And I see that a little bit in some feelings of resentment for the business. Yeah. yeah. I was just chatting to someone yesterday and I can't remember if I saw it or heard it or I was chatting to someone, I can't actually remember, but I remember someone saying, I started to feel resentment for my clients. Now I can mm. really relate to that. And I've talked about it on this podcast before when I sold my dance studio back in 2011, that was the reason I sold it because I was starting to feel resentment towards my paying customers. And I knew that it was time for me to walk away and do something else because it was not their fault at all. And in actual fact, it was my poor time management and it was my lack of boundaries that was making that happen. So could I have prevented it? Yes. But I also think that it was just, it was just the timing, but it might've been done, but it, it was oh, the timing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not particularly woo-woo, so to speak, but I do believe there's an energy transfer. And I think that feeling that resentment would be bad for your business from just an, an energetic point of view. So, Oh, 100%. There couldn't be anything more polarizing than having the business owner <laughs> pouring this energy of, I don't even want you here all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, good point. We don't want that. So let's talk about some of the causes and the triggers because there is, you know, a lot of things that will come up and we'll see from two ends of the spectrum. We've got on one end procrastination and a lot of people talk about procrastination and leaving things. But at the other end, we've also got overcommitment. And I actually find it interesting that most of us have can be on both ends of this spectrum, that whilst we're procrastinating on something, we can also be overcommitting at the same time and saying yes to too many things. 
And this has all got to do with this, uh, with a lack of clear priorities and a lack of goals. And I think that the more that you can get clear on your priorities and goals, the easier it is to manage your time. Absolutely. I was just thinking about like, so I was getting a bit polarized there by the whole, I remember like overcommitting on my previous career and I'd always overcommit. And then, you know, I always get myself in trouble that way. Mm. Alternatively, the procrastination part, I remember some days where we'd have not much work on, for some reason, we still end up rushing it at the end of the day. (laughs) Isn't that weird? And sometimes you can be, I think when there's not a lot on, you can just cruise it so much that it's almost like, you find it really difficult to get the job done, even though you've got a lot of time. It's not always that you've got this massive time crunch. Sometimes you've got a lot of time, but instead of just getting the job done and then, you know, going out for a coffee or, you know, going outside and reading, we can just stretch this tiny little task that we've got to do out over the whole day and you just get so frustrated. Oh, am I talking about just me here? (laughs) Uh, oh man, uh, I know to, all to, the things. How did Facebook open up again? <laughs> oh man, exactly. Shut that tab. <laughs> uh, I remember back in the day when I had my very first business coach, he showed me the time management matrix. And we use this in our business, and I'd love to share it. A lot of people probably have heard about it. There's probably some people that haven't heard about it. So I think that we should talk about the time management matrix. And the four quadrants of where you are and first quadrant is urgent and important tasks and I love the way you describe this so I'm going to let you say it because it cracks me up when you say this (laughs) oh I think this is actually (laughs) lastminute.com yeah say are you yeah Leon will say you operating in (laughs) lastminute.com yeah this is where we're operating in defense mode all the time and we're never in attack mode not that attack i actually don't love the word attack but if we were talking about a football game there's defense and attack but i don't mean it in a oh my goodness we're going to attack kind of way (laughs) but these urgent and important tasks are the the crises and the emergencies that land in your plate where it's like oh my goodness we've got to get it done now it's like the fire's burning these are the pressing problems the deadline driven projects And, you know, anything that has to happen last minute. Yeah. And the thing is, it's what you've done previously to this that's actually caused it to be a crisis. Mm -hmm. So it's like you said about attack. Well, there's been no attack and there's been no planning. Yeah. So that's how it's ended up like that. So Yeah. There is, you did mention this is with everything else that's not planned, but there is one little thing that I do want to mention here. And I was talking about this with a friend last night who was telling me, oh, my goodness, I can't get, you know, X, Y, Z done. And I I sort of delved into why this was. And it was because, you know, this person was reaching out for a meeting or that person was reaching out because they needed something. And I said to her, it's really important to remember that someone else's urgency isn't actually your urgency. And I think that we really do need to put up some boundaries in this quadrant and understand that just because it's important and urgent for that person over there, it doesn't need to be for us, that it's up to us to put boundaries on our time and not get caught up in their emergency. 100%. Glad you agree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just thinking that's how it's created. It's because they're operating in that, you know, the wrong quadrant themselves. They're then trying to like push it over onto you and it become your problem, but that's their monkey 
so they can stay yeah. on their back. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like, let's not drag it into our quadrant because that's not where <laughs> we want to be. All right, the second quadrant is the not urgent but important tasks. This is where we do want to be operating. This is where we're always in preparation, planning, in prevention, where, you know, relationship building, where doing things in a timely manner, where doing the important tasks that are going to move the needle on our business, but also going to be able to do that so that we're able to take out that recreation time or that relaxation time to look after ourselves as the CEO of our business. Yeah. So I think, you know, just the way that most businesses work, if we could operate in this, like, you know, this quadrant and quadrant two all the time, it will be so much less stressful for a lot of us. So. Absolutely. I mean, let's not lie. Actually, this could be my limiting belief. I personally don't think it's possible to always be operating in this quadrant because things do go wrong. Maybe it depends how good your boundaries are. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Let's talk about quadrant three. This is the urgent but not important tasks. These are, oh my goodness, these are the things that annoy me so much. It's those interruptions that take away my focus. You know, it's the the phone ringing and, you know, when I'm in the middle of something or it's a meeting that I don't feel that we actually really need at that time. It's the pressing matters that aren't really that important. <laughs> yeah. So in the corporate world, this will be your boss calls a meeting about having a meeting. Oh, That's don't what they even. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's urgent because he called it, but it's not really important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to be here at all. Is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be a she. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, tell them to stop calling meetings though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we've got the fourth quadrant, which is not urgent and not important. And this is that busy work. This is just sitting at your laptop doing I don't know what, opening up every single tab under the sun, but just flitting between them on trivial activities and spending time on escape activities. So this is the procrastination piece coming in. This is real time wasting stuff. That's where Facebook scrolling goes in. Yeah, we don't do Facebook scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I've got to say, very rarely these days will I Facebook scroll. I'll jump in, I'll do what I need to do and I'll jump out because, yeah, I have been known to scroll. Actually, I'll tell you, on TikTok, I have been known to get up a little ad that says, are your eyes tired? Have you been scrolling for too long? Look at the time. Oh, whoops. Uh, the answer to that would be yes. <laughs> it's like a vortex. I've never seen that. Oh, <laughs> now you're showing me up. Yeah, it's not often, but I have seen it. <laughs> yeah, I was operating in this quadrant. We don't want to be here very often. No, no. Actually, we don't want to be here at all. No, no it's not a good place to be. But we do know that, that as we said before, operating in, in uh, quadrant two in the being you know planned prepared and actually you know doing valuable work at the right time is where we want to be operating absolutely so really you know these poor when we're operating in the other three quadrants and not using our time efficiently having a lack of focus it means that we're unable to efficiently use our energy it means that we're not getting the results that we want and ultimately our business isn't growing so let's talk about some of the strategies that we use and some of the tools that we use in our business to 
manage our time because this is something that you and I have been really sort of leaning into. Well, we've always leaned into it, but I would say probably the last six months, would you agree? We've really dialed this in because we've got so much to do and really had the conversation of, all right, we need to make sure that we're making the best use of our time and getting done what we need to to do. So um, this is really the last six months we've made this a, a real priority. Yeah. And I think I Googled this, but the most unproductive time of the day was 2.17 p.m. And, <laughs> and, and I bring this up because I know that trying to do creative stuff at that time of the uh, afternoon makes it super difficult. So I think that's where time blocking in this case might come in. So I think, yeah, that's probably one of the, the biggest things that I learned was what do I put where in the day? So. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of people talk about morning routines and I know that going back, it would have been three or four years ago, I really lent into, wow, let's have a morning routine and let's be super duper efficient entrepreneurs and let's journal and meditate and work out and do all of the things, you know, at some ridiculous time of the morning. And what we were finding or what I was finding was that you, A, didn't really want to be a part of it and you wanted to stay in bed. <laughs> and what I was finding was I was using up the time of the day where I was most productive. So by the time I finished all of these activities, I'd actually used up my most productive time of the day. So I'm not saying don't do a morning routine. Like if it works for you, 100% do it. I'm all for creating your life and your business so it suits you. The reason I'm talking about this is because once I'd realized that I was wasting my most productive time of the day, what I did was flipped the day around. So now, and you join me now, we stay in bed just a little bit longer <laughs> and we get up, we have a coffee and we jump straight into it, which is not what a lot of people do, but this works for us, that we jump straight into doing our emails, getting our jobs done, getting our tasks off to the team, seeing what's coming from the team overnight and really setting up our day and getting straight into it. And then really by lunchtime, we sort of, we have lunch and that's for the rest of the afternoon, we go a lot slower. That's when we read, we sit out in the sun or we go for coffee or we go out for lunch. You know, sometimes in the late morning, we'll go to the gym, but we really don't like to go to the gym earlier and use up that real productive time. Yeah. And this is also a good point to make again that it's what suits us and that may yes. not suit what you're doing yeah but this works for us and i've i've got friends that are night people they might sleep till 10 o'clock in the day but they're almost like awake all night yeah so, and that works for them absolutely so figure out what works for you and fully own that and make sure that your routine supports you to be able to do your best work and be the most focused that you can be Let's talk about prioritization because this is something we were talking about earlier where if you don't prioritize, it can be really busy being busy. And this is something we still do experience it. Like I said, we're humans having a human experience, but something that we changed probably about six weeks ago has really helped us a lot. And that's instead of writing a massive to-do list at the beginning of the week, we say what is the number one outcome that we want to achieve this week and then each day what's the one thing that we could do today to make sure that we achieve this outcome and it's amazing how many of the tasks that we were doing in our business previously are just 
always getting pushed to the side and we've realized they're probably not as important as what we thought they were. Yeah. And as a, most of these things are like the, they could be quite a large task as well, but by being able to break it down into that one you know, thing per day and just get that one thing done, then you can, well, you don't even realize, but you can just see it like happening and it's just awesome. You know, before you know it, that task is actually complete or that job's complete or you're you know, moving on to the next one going, okay, well, now we can go for the next one thing that we need to be doing. So the, the big outcome. Well, what's really interesting about that is how good do you feel when you achieve your goal for the day? You're like, wow, that feels so good. And how often do we go, actually, let's just get one more thing done rather than, <laughs> oh, my goodness, our task, you know, our to-do list is never ending. You start to get really down on yourself where we've flipped it. So it's like, wow, we did it. Cool. What else can we do today? <laughs> is it dopamine, is it? Is that where you get yeah, the hit yeah. from like completing the task? So you get, that's uh -huh. amazing. So you can do one more, but then you feel energized rather yeah. than rushing to try and finish off the task, then running late, then getting overtired. Yeah, so it's kind of it's flipping the script on that one. So Absolutely. And really by spending time and getting that one outcome done, we can and we'll often do this, we'll be clocked off by 11 and say, hey, let's go. We often go for a walk and get a coffee and then we'll go grab some lunch and we'll walk home. And, you know, that might be a two, we might do spend two hours out of the day, but we know that we've done that one thing that's going to move the needle on the business. 100%. Love those days. I love those days too. <laughs> Let's talk about delegation because when we talk about what's What is your favourite? My favourite delegation? Hang on. This is your favourite thing, delegating. Oh, <laughs> I got confused then. What's my favourite delegation? No. That doesn't even make sense. It well, is my favourite thing. I don't know what your favourite delegation is, but delegation <laughs> is your favourite thing to do. So It is my favourite thing to do and interesting i was having a coaching call with a client last week and she came onto the call really sheepishly and she said sam i think you're going to be not happy with me today i haven't actually done any of those things that i committed to last week and i went all right well you know before we have a discussion around what went wrong let's talk about what went right what has been done now here's where it gets really interesting Every single thing that she'd committed on doing actually had been done, but she hadn't realized it because I taught her how to delegate it. So we had to have a conversation around her being the CEO of the business means that she's just the one that is making sure everything gets done. She doesn't actually have to do it herself. Massive epiphany for her. So at first where she was all sheepish and like, I haven't done anything. I'm like, no, you were super smart. You made sure that everything was actioned. You didn't personally do any of it yourself. But guess what? All of these boxes are ticked. And she just went, oh, sweet. <laughs> what are we going to do next week? <laughs> Winnie, what a great problem to have. I delegated too much. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no such thing as delegating too much. You know, you can't build a Fortune 500 company and be the CEO and do it all yourself. It is not possible. No, not all of us want a Fortune 500 company. I get that. But who doesn't want more freedom? Who doesn't want to have the choice where, yeah, you could spend time in the business, but if you didn't want to because you weren't feeling it today or you decided you wanted to go visit, you know, family interstate or in a different country or go on a holiday, that you couldn't just go, yep, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to go do that. That's what it's all about to me is yeah. setting up our business so that any time you can just go, I don't want to do it today and you don't have to, but it's still being looked after. 
So having a freedom business doesn't mean walking away from the job totally. What it means is having the ability to have the business keep running without you doing it. 100%. Does that mean anywhere? We can work from anywhere or many places. Many where. <laughs> No, no. One of our clients sent us an email just the other day, didn't she? And she's like, I want to have my business anywhere. It's where we're, we're running it anywhere in many places. And I was like, oh, I love that word. We are going to be using that all the time. We want to be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, what do you think is the thing that stops most people from actually using delegation? I think that there is a couple. One is people saying it's faster to do it myself. And I'm going to come back to this in a minute because I've got lots to say about this. And number two, no one can do it as well as I can. Now I'm going to call some BS on both of those. Number one, it's faster to do it myself. Well, it might be once, but what if you're doing that task two times a day? How much time is that over two years? So it might be faster to do it today for yourself, but when you add up the other time today and the two times tomorrow and the two times the next day and the two times the next day over a long period of time, you start adding up those hours and it could be a lot. So anything that you're doing more than three times, I say delegate it. And yes, you do have to slow down to maybe create a process. Maybe you have to get it out of your head and maybe you're pushing back against doing that because it does take time, but it's worth it in the long run. We want to do the sprint and hand it off. It's like the relay. We do the little sprint, hand off the baton and then take a rest rather than run the marathon forever. Like I know which one I'd rather do. <laughs> is yeah. it, That's like a short-term pain for long-term gain though, isn't it? hundred percent. Once you taught it the first time. Totally. Once you get into the rhythm of understanding how to delegate, it gets faster and faster. It's being able to delegate well is a learned skill. So you do have to practice it like any other skill. So get into understanding how to delegate and delegate. And with my clients, one of the first things when they come on board to working with me is I help them to get into a routine of delegating every single morning as the first task of the day is what, what have I got on my plate for today and what can I delegate right now so that I can email who you know my team and get it off my plate. So now it's on their plate and I don't have to think about it anymore because sometimes it's not just the time it takes to do the task. It's that space it takes up in your head while you're thinking about it and it's slowing you down from doing what you meant to be doing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that it's like renting space in your head when you have 10 tasks to do for the day. If you can like get eight of them or seven of them gone off and delegated, you're going to go worry about two or three. Absolutely. So when you, when you delegate, it means that you can spend the time that you need to on the highly important tasks that we were talking about earlier, the ones that are going to move the needle on your business that only you can do. And as a coach that is showing up, it's, you know, it's coming up with our frameworks, our trainings, podcast guesting, you know, facilitating coaching. That's what we do best. So that's where we want to be doing, creating relationships and cross promotion partners. All of those kinds of things is what we need to be doing not fiddling around for five hours trying to make a pretty canvas social post yeah yes yeah. i see you <laughs> love that if you're the the face of the business it's not your job to be doing all the work in the background you should be out the front absolutely so we've talked about a lot of strategies there but there's also a lot of tools and technology that we can use in our business to 
help us, lots of apps and software and tools. Let's talk about a, just a couple of the ones that we use in our business because this hasn't been an easy journey. We've done a lot of trial and error and it's taken <laughs> us a while to kind of land here. So for project management, we use Airtable with our team. We were using Trello, but I'm much preferring Airtable. I really like Airtable. And some of these types of project management tools, it has to suit your style and your business. So it's not a right yeah. or a wrong. Yep. But picking the one that fits best in your business and probably with your tech stack, I suppose, too. Yeah, 100%. If you don't enjoy using a project management tool, you won't use it. That's what I've learned because there's yep. a couple that of big name sort of project management tools. Actually, I'll just come out and say one of them is Asana. A lot of people love it and it works really well for them, which is why I used it and I didn't use it. <laughs> it <laughs> I, had, I had it sitting on my computer, but I didn't use it because I didn't like the way it worked. It was clunky for me. Airtable I use all the time. So there's a, something to look out for. If you're not using it, it probably doesn't work for you. So one of the other things that we do use, and communication is big, right? So mm -hmm. is Slack. So we found that Slack works for us and communicating with our team. What I love about Slack is our entire team is remote. So we're all conversing over tech. And what I like about Slack is being able to have the different channels. So we don't all get the notifications if we don't need them. So having the different channels means that I don't need to be overwhelmed with a conversation that's got actually nothing to do with me. That's what I really love about Slack. Yeah. Just remember to put your notifications on silent when you're doing a podcast interview. Yes. There's probably some <laughs> podcasts of mine where you hear that little <laughs> click. So I remember, oh, actually, I remember being with a friend and her daughter heard one of the notifications. She's like, do you have Slack, Sam? My dad has that. He has that sound <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> uh, we use a tool called Zapier, which is an automation tool which zaps or sends information from one piece of software or tech to another. We use this a lot to automate information being moved. So for example, we can take, if someone emails us, that information from our ticketing system automatically gets zapped over to Airtable, so we don't even have someone moving that information over. We use Zapier for so many different things in our business so that it doesn't need to be double handled. I don't think that our project manager would love to be working in our business if we didn't have Zapier. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's two things to something like Zapier as well, because yes, you want to automate as much as possible for efficiency, but something that's super repetitive, like getting an email from, you know, one app to another, for example, there's less chance of an error or something being missed if it's automated mm -hmm. and it's getting triggered. You know that it's going to be going there and it saves someone having to sit there and do some real menial kind of data entry kind of tasks. So there's, there's twofold to that. So, and Zapier is um, great for that kind of thing. Absolutely. Brain FM is another tool that I use to get me into a creative state as fast as possible and also to help me stay focused. I was just funny story. I was writing my book in an extremely busy place last weekend. I had a couple of hours to kill where I didn't have enough time to get home. So I was, I was sitting somewhere that really could have taken my focus away, but I put my AirPods in, popped on Brain FM, and I completely forgot where I was. It was like I was in this tunnel or I had the tunnel vision of just absolute focus on, on um, 
getting some words on a page. So 100% love Brain FM, not only to stay focused, but just to get you in that creative state as fast as possible. Yeah. The other thing, and then I'm not an expert on, on this by any means, but you only have a certain amount of time to actually stay focused and get a job done. So I think we try and stick to 90 minute blocks, for example, maximum. Yeah, I think around about 90 minutes is the time or it might be 60 minutes. I'm not 100% sure. But again, like we were saying at the start of the episode, everyone's time's different because I know a lot of people talk about 60 minutes being their max. I found when I set Brain FM for 60 minute blocks, I was always, it's almost like I had my thoughts cut off and I found it harder to get back into flow where I personally found that a 90 minute block was better for me because I pretty much emptied my head after 90 minutes and I was starting to wander. So find out what's your flow state and what's the best time for you. Yeah, so I was going to say you're <laughs> laughing at me for some reason. I think I'm about to find out why. No, because no, no. Well, no, everyone's slightly different. So, you know, some people might actually get into the zone for two hours mm. and mm -hmm. some might be better off doing 45 minute bursts and being super productive, having a break and then hitting it again. We just found that the 90 minutes for us was a really good time, which is probably great because we work together. Yeah. Be kind of annoying it kind if of I was doing 60 really and you were well doing for, 90. I was going to say it works out well for coffee breaks, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, like you'll find a sweet spot. Absolutely. One of the other tools that I've been using a lot is ChatGPT and I'm only using it for one thing at the moment. I know that there's a million things I could be using ChatGPT for, but really at the moment I'm using it to generate ideas really quickly. So for podcast episode topics or for training topics or just creating bullet points, I'm not using it for anything major because I still know that my IP and the way that I think and my expertise is very unique and I want to be able to bring that in, but I am using ChatGPT to speed up the process of getting something started. I think it's 100% an, an efficiency tool. Mm -hmm. And it's just great for getting you going because I know what it's like if I sat down to write a blog post, for example. Oh, I've seen you do that. I've yeah, seen you stare at a blank a screen for yeah. a long time. <laughs> A really yeah, long yeah. time. <laughs> well, you know, and so if you if you think about if you have a, a blog post that you've written that you come and then you re-edit it, how long that takes you as opposed to actually writing it from scratch. So, and that's that's the kind of thing that ChatGPT is great for as well. So, and there's a lot of other apps out there. There's a huge amount, but ChatGPT works really well for that kind of thing. So, it's about efficiency and getting you started, getting you moving. You know, if we do a nine minute block and I sit there for 60 minutes trying to work out what I'm doing with a blank screen, I've only got 30 minutes to write it. I'm probably not going to get it nailed. Yeah, no, you you have a terrible case of <laughs> blank pageitis, don't you? Man. Yep. <laughs> I tried blinking, but it doesn't work either. Blink and write, oh. no, that's, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the role of self-care and the importance of taking breaks to maintain focus and productivity, because I think of when we think of productivity, we're thinking of like doing things. But to be able to do things, we actually need to take things away. And I really feel that prioritizing your own well-being is probably the best way to manage your time efficiently. Because when you're well rested, when you're feeling physically fit, when you're mentally and spiritually full and, you know, you're on your game, so I just want to quickly talk about making sure that you have these two states of working in 
and working out in your life to make sure that your productivity is up. And by working in, it's things like meditating, you know, maybe even going and, and sitting outside and just, you know, lying and watching the clouds or, you know, this morning I finished recording a, a podcast episode and I walked out and saw you, Leon, sitting in the sun just reading a book. I was like, oh, that looks so peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> but you were, you know, you were preparing for the day in your own way. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that, well, since meeting you, that I've actually started doing more of and working in, in particular with things like, you know, reading or actually just stopping for a minute to actually not do anything. And I suppose it's kind of, that's my meditation, but just stopping for a minute and just pausing makes a big difference. Makes a huge difference. It's that sharpening the ax, right? We yep. could keep going, 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 but many times that's actually going to slow you down in the long run. So that's your working in, but also working out, you know, get into the gym and lift weights. Is that a dopamine thing too? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Cool, hey? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. When you go to the gym and lift weights, you feel good. You walk out and you're like, yeah, let's do this. You know, if, if lifting weights isn't your thing, then, you know, what is your thing? Is it dancing? Is it, you know, going for walks in nature? Is it swimming? But get out there and, and work out in some way. Yeah, so something that's really cool about where we live is we, we are quite often, you know, the, the guys that we know, they're quite often out there surfing or mountain biking. I think when you can do both, when you can, you know, you can be out in nature and mountain biking. How cool is that? You know, yeah. Surfing, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I was just about to say killing two birds with one stone, but what a horrible way to say <laughs> doing two awesome things at once. Yeah. Can we not kill anything? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to take that quote right out of my vocabulary right now. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> Absolutely. And nurturing relationships, spending time with friends, family, and taking time out specifically to spend with your significant other is really, really important. I know for us, we spend a lot of time with family and friends, but we also make sure that the date night is in the calendar and we never miss one. We don't ever say, oh, we're a bit busy this week. Let's just do date night next week. It's like, it's in the calendar. We're doing this. You know, we have our breakfast every Monday after the gym. We always go out for dinner on other nights of the week. You know, that date night's in there locked in the calendar yeah that's important to have boundaries on those things so if that's just a given it has to happen every week and i think it does because that's what my belief is mm -hmm. but yeah that needs to happen so yeah 100 percent. so final thoughts leon on this topic of time management and focus you know out of everything we've spoken about what do you want to leave people with so that they can really improve their management of time and focus on growing the business yeah well look busy being busy doesn't actually get you a long way and in the the essence of being efficient the first thing it is it takes it comes back to planning so mm. if you can plan your time blocking it's a great start and then also on top of that if you can do time blocking and then add in what's a priority yeah so that it doesn't become urgent as well so yeah. you can actually, you know, stick to your plan. I think for me, the biggest takeaway that we have implemented is having that conversation either on Sunday or Monday of what is the number one thing that we want to achieve this week. And each day before we start asking ourselves and committing to 
what's the one thing that we need to do today to get us to that goal? For me, that's really been a game changer because I'm a very, you know, people that know me know that I'm a go-getter. I'm very, you know, I get a lot done. But having that hyper focus to not get caught up in doing things that aren't necessarily going to move the needle has been a real, real game changer for us. Yeah. And, and just one quick tip on that is don't you planning at home in the office, like going to somewhere cool. Mm, yeah, totally. Make it fun. Make planning fun because otherwise you just don't do it because it feels like feels like a punishment. Yeah, yeah. Be a bit more creative and get out there and do something different. So Absolutely. So hopefully you've taken some ideas from our conversation today. Take action on some of the strategies or the tools that we've discussed in this episode. And we'd love you to share your own experiences and your tips for effective time management and focus because, you know, that opens up a conversation. Something that you do will be different to ours and that might help someone. So, Leon, where can people connect with you? So you can connect with me on Instagram at Leon Flitton. And how about you, Sam? Yep, same. Connect with me on Instagram at the Sam Riley. If you've enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and share your main takeaway and share it on your stories. Tag Leon and I so that we can share it with our audience and let's really open up this conversation thanks for joining us today for another episode and we'll catch you next tuesday for another episode of influence by design ciao thanks for joining me for this episode of the influence by design podcast if you want more head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors and if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too join us in the coaches thought leaders and change makers community on facebook the links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com